It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Wednesday, and we get to talk about football. So excited about football. We're going to talk a little baseball in the Daily Three, but today is going to be a football show, of course. Minnesota Vikings training camp is underway, so we have to look at what's in the fridge. Who are we going to keep? Who are we going to throw away? And who are we going to just set aside and maybe use later? We're going to definitely do that in the second segment. But coming up, the Minnesota Vikings offensive line may or may not be done. I was on the Vikings podcast, and they alluded to this. And now there's more steam headed to this direction that the Minnesota Vikings know their offense is what's going to make this team go. Can they make this offensive line better, or are they good with what they have? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and I'm looking forward to today's show. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, and I want everybody to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. And as we talked about yesterday with Gabe Henderson, Vikings uh, Entertainment Network uh, insider, you want to get on that Daniil Hunter sacks. Ten sacks over under? That's a simple bet to me. A 10 and a half, 11 sacks should be easy. He should be able to do that in his sleep. And with this new Brian Flores defense, put your money on that 10 sacks on the over before it's too late because it's going to jump to about 12 to 13 maybe as the season gets going and people see how explosive, uh, how ridiculous Daniil Hunter really is. So make sure you jump on the FanDuel app or go to FanDuel.com, like I said, backslash locked on, and you can get started. Well, as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, uh, Sam, training camp is underway. And when training camp's underway, um, one, got to throw this out there. We'll talk about this a little bit later, too. But Tristan Jackson, uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, went down with an apparent knee injury. We don't know exactly what yet, but it didn't look good. We saw him get carted off. I saw him walking to the doors. He couldn't put any weight on it. And so that sucks. He's a Detroit native. uh, So I got a chance to meet him this past season. Uh, Really liked the kid. Seems like a good kid. Was having a decent camp. Uh, it was actually putting his name in the hat for that wide receiver five, mm-hmm. wide six spot. Uh, special teams is going to come into play, and then uh, injury strikes. And that sucks for young receivers because it's tough when you haven't put a lot of stuff on your resume for other teams to even realize, like, well, if this guy gets cut or gets an injury settlement, is he worth picking up? Uh, but I think Tristan Jackson hopefully is not serious, but it, it does seem to be trending towards that direction of a serious injury because – uh, didn't look like anybody really pushed him. Uh, just looked like his knee kind of buckled. And then, like I said, when I saw him get off the cart, uh, he was putting no weight on it. So, unfortunately, uh, prayers out to, to 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 Tristan Jackson in his uh, recovery or whatever happens. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully nothing bad. Uh, we also saw Andrew Booth Jr. walk off the field. Um, don't know what an injury he has. And he's been the last two seasons. And college came out of college with an injury. Then his rookie year, season on an injury. Now another injury during training camp. So that's just bad luck. 
Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you 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 hope Andrew Booth was going to get to compete for that that two spot because uh, it felt like one was kind of like kind of solidified. Uh, but but it just sucks to see a guy like that, another guy uh, dealing with injuries multiple years. But again, he was walking on his own. He walked into the training room, so uh, maybe his is just something soft tissue and something easy. But enough of the seriousness, I guess. Not enough of the seriousness, but we 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 kind of uh, said our condolences to the players that were injured yesterday in training camp. There's been a lot of injury going around. A lot of players not showing up, as you mentioned. But Sam, when you look at this training camp, uh, a lot of experts, national experts, are picking the Minnesota Vikings to kind of be right in toe step with uh, the Detroit Lions. Everybody's saying, Bucky Brooks said this on NFL Network, the Vikings can score 30 points. That's not a question. But can the defense stop a team from scoring 30 points? That's the other question. Uh, we know that was not the case with the Colts last year. They put up 33. Thankfully, the Vikings were able to come back. But when you look at this offensive line, and you know that you're going to – you know Christian Derrissaw. You know Brian O'Neill. You, you probably know Garrett Bradbury. You, you have an idea, Lisa, what you're going to get out of him. And then you know Ezra Cleveland. But that right guard spot. The right guard spot, and Sam, you know this, mm-hmm. it's been a question mark for the last like couple of years. Where it's like, who's going to play guard? Like I remember the jokes on Twitter. Every time there was a draft pick or a signing, does he play guard? Well, if they sign this guy, he does play guard. But, but tell me, Sam, what's going on in the football world, the Minnesota Vikings, in this potential uh, signing? Dalton Reisner is in the building. He has visited the Minnesota Vikings. They've had meetings. Four-year starter for the Denver Broncos, played almost every game over four years, like 4,000 snaps for them at left guard. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Vikings would be looking for right guard help. I, I tend to think that Ed Ingram struggled a little more than uh, than Ezra Cleveland, so maybe they're trying to figure out if Dalton Reisner can play right guard. Uh, is he willing to be a backup at first? and then maybe step into a starting role later in the season? Is he willing to take backup money? These are all the questions we don't know, but the Vikings are obviously exploring with him because the Vikings offensive line coach, Chris Cooper, he's the former Broncos offensive line coach. So he and Dalton have that connection, former second-round pick. He's been very solid and consistent for four years in Denver. I wouldn't say elite, but he's been solid and probably would be an upgrade for the Vikings on that offensive line. So it's a very compelling move. Very late in the game. Um, could they get him up to speed in this offense in the next month? Uh, yesterday, KOC was talking as if this, this thing was happening. So what, what do you make of it? Do you think they uh, could stand to upgrade on that offensive line and make him a starter right away? Uh, I think so. When I looked at Dalton Ryan, I remember, and I have to go back to some tweets because I'm pretty sure I tweeted it. Um, but I remember when the when the draft was happening before, and I was like, I wonder if the Vikings could get Dalton Reisner. Like, I don't think it was going to happen, but I remember he was one of the names that I liked. Um, also, like Quentin Nelson way back when, I knew there was no chance to get him because as high as he was going to go. Um, but when you look at contracts, and here's where I go with the money. The Minnesota Vikings already are in a money situation, knowing they're trying to free up money uh, for next year, for Justin Jefferson, for possibly Daniel Hunter, maybe a re-signing of Kirk Cousins for two more years. Uh, the, the average guard contract right now for big-time guards, Chris Lindstrom, Quentin Nelson, top of the food chain, $20 million average salary. But then you go down to uh, Brandon Smith, Edron Jenkins, uh, Brandon Sheriff. They're in the 15 to $17 million. Question is, you got Frank Ragnow, 13.5. He's more of a center than a guard, but they put him in this. 
You got Ryan Jensen center, 13 million. The question is, where does Dalton Reisner fall in this grouping? Like when you start to look at these names of guards and just names we know, the thing about offensive guard, if you don't really know them, they're probably doing a good job because they're not getting like killed. Now, if you know them, they're either one really good or two really bad. The middle of the road guards, we don't know. If they're really, really bad, people make fun of them all the time on, on, on social media. They're really, really good, like a guy like Quentin Nelson. We're going to see highlights and how hard he works and how much he does. Uh, Quentin Reisner is going to be, like you said, does he want to take backup money? Do the Vikings want to offer him starter money? He's going to move in. The fact that he has a coach on the staff, I think that puts him in the running to say, I can probably get up to speed faster or just as fast as that Ingram did, if not faster because I'm a veteran. Because at that point, it's all about terminology. How do I help you understand what you did with the Broncos to what we're doing with the Vikings? So if we called scoop, which is basically you're telling the tack on the guard to kind of take a scoop step or a wide step to scoop to get the guy to the strong side. Well, everybody has different ways of how they do it. If I call sift, which just means I'm sifting through and I'm, it's almost like a zone type of block. They might use different terms with the Minnesota Vikings, but he having a coach can say, hey, hey, Turbo is the same thing as sift. You know, tractor is the same thing as scoop. Like, that's the thing about these terminologies with, with teams. Everybody doesn't always use the same terminology. One, because you don't want to say it, and then the other team's like, oh, man, we know exactly what y'all are about to do. We're on a twist. This is screw them up, because we know. So when you think about terms and all that stuff, that's the first key of getting getting started. Two, did Ed Ingram do enough to solidify himself as the starting guard? No. He didn't. He struggled last season. Uh, we had Randall McDaniel on, and he talked about how hard it is for offensive guards and how it's later in their career. You know, again, the Frank Ragnows, uh, the 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 Brandon Smiths, uh, the Quentin Nelsons. You don't you don't get guys like that all the time, and that's why you have to you know either draft them high or get lucky. Um, it, it's a tough position with all the inside blitzes and all the, the protections you got to know and, and all the help, you got to help the guard and you got to help the tackle. Um, there's a lot for guards. You got to pull, you know, it, I mean, it's a lot. And so when you think about what, what, uh, what Randall McDaniel said, he's just like, Hey, like, I think, cause I remember we asked him specifically about Ed Ingram. Like, I think he can be good. He has the tools. He has the, you know, he looks mean, uh, he plays hard, but it's going to take him time. Here's the question. Kevin O'Connell might not feel like he wants to take that time this season because of Kirk Cousins. Like he knows Kirk Cousins is on a timetable. If you have mm -hmm. a quarterback on a timetable, you do whatever you need to do to make sure your offense is the best of the best. You don't put duct tape on a Ferrari. You go get you a new part that fits this Ferrari of an offense with Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison. And I think that's where Kevin O'Connell is at. He's like, look, could I get away with it? Could I put a different part in here and maybe make this car work. Yeah. But is it going to go from zero to 60 in two seconds? Probably not. Dalton Reisner might bring that to him. And that's the reason why they met with him. So I, I do think that he's a good fit. I think as a veteran, you give a solid presence. Um, I, I, again, left guard, right guard. I know we know Ezra Cleveland at one point was a tackle. So I feel like if there's a guy that can swing and go back and forth, I feel like it would be Ezra Cleveland. that can go to the right. But honestly, you probably want Ezra Cleveland, who's a little bit more svelte next to a Christian Derrissaw, and then you want a bigger guy like Dalton Reisner next to a svelte tackle and um, Brian O'Neill. So it, it's all about hand placement, getting down, three-point stands, all that stuff. Like, I know it changes. 
Uh, that's what some guys are comfortable with right tackle, stay right tackle. Guys are comfortable left, stay left. Um, but I feel like that might be one where Dalton Rogers is like, yeah, I can play right. I can play right guard. Like, it's just switching the hands, switching the feet, same footwork. Like, yeah, I can do it. So, again, I, I think it's, it comes down to that. How much money does he want? How much money are they willing to give him? And then, like you said, is it come in and let's let Andy Ingram be the starter and you have to beat him out in preseason? Or is it, look, we're, we're bringing you in, dude, to start. Like, you're going to be our starting guard. Please sign with us. This offense is primed and ready to go. We just need a little bit of help to, to bolster that middle. Because Garrett Bradbury at times get bull, got bull rushed. Uh, where Dalton Reisner might be a guy that can help him out with that too. And also just be another veteran voice uh, on that line when you have two young tackles. Um, and, and and theoretically, I guess you could say Garrett Bradbury is a little bit you know older, but you know you have some young guys overall than Kirk Cousins on that line. So um, yeah, I can see it working. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I really like the idea of bringing in someone at value um, to try to upgrade that right guard spot. Uh, Dalton Reisner has never allowed 30 pressures in a season in his mm. four years. Ed Ingram allowed 58 last year. So that would be like half the amount of pressures getting in Kirk Cousins' face. Yes, sign me up for that. I'm just baffled, Ron, why there wasn't more of a market for this guy. What don't we know? I've heard that maybe there's some personality stuff there. Didn't get along great. He did get in a little scuffle with the backup quarterback in Denver once. Is there something going on? that makes Dalton Reisner unappealing to other teams because why is he he's 28 he's not ancient four good years as a starter why is he just sitting there that's what I want to know why why is Dalton Reisner not on a team and why is he not getting paid maybe he wants that Chris Lindstrom money Ron maybe he wants Quentin Nelson money and no one was willing (laughs) to give it to him uh and now he's he's stuck here looking for a team I just can't figure that out if I'm offensive lineman um one it's it's a tough job you're getting banged, you're getting hit, you're getting beat up, you're sweaty, it's hot, you're always having to wrestle and fight with people. Like receivers, they kind of have it, not say easy, but easier during training camp. Um, quarterbacks, kickers, punters, country club. But for offensive linemen, it feels like it never stops being brutal. And so do you want to go get brutalized and make – seven million dollars with a non-team a team is going to lose and it's going to be terrible or do you want to be with a contender and make seven million dollars i think that's going to be the key like where where do where are your priorities are your priorities trying to win the super bowl or your priorities are getting paid and and guys seriously have to make that decision sometimes um even though seven versus or sorry seven versus 20 is a big number but seven versus maybe 10 uh sometimes you have to make a decision like three million dollars is a ton of money but when you're looking at, I have a potential payday with another team. Um, do you go to a contender so that you look really good and you build that resume versus somebody at the bottom of it? Like if you go to the Cardinals, nobody's going to watch you. Nobody cares what you're doing. You're going to be the worst team in the league, the Texans. So, you know, I, I think that's going to be the key uh, to this Dalton Reisner signing is where where does he want to be? Uh, but it's time to move on to what's in the fridge. What's in the fridge? Uh, so it's, it's, it's basically like, um, you know, Kill one, keep one, steal one, whatever that game is. But people, it's it's what's in the fridge. It's I'm going to eat one or take one out for, for a meal. I'm going to keep one in the fridge for later. And then I'm going to throw one in the trash because I think it could expire and I'm not going to come back to it. Uh, so we're going to do that. And we know all you Minnesotans love to keep your leftovers in the fridge until it's too late and you throw them away and never eat them. Uh, it's, a, it's a Midwest thing. We love to do that. But uh, when we come back, 
We're definitely going to get into what's in the fridge training camp edition. We also have a word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting baseball at FanDuel. If you're a new customer, this is their great promotion. You get 10 times your initial bet back in bonus bets up to $200. So you can put 20 on the Twins tonight in St. Louis, although I hear the game might get rained out. Uh, and you can get 200 back whether you win or lose. Bet 10, get 100. Bet 5, get 50. It's easy money, free money at FanDuel. It's an app that is safe, secure, and very easy to use. You get paid instantly when you win. There's no better place to bet MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Here's the website, fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Get those $200 in bonus bets, whether your team wins or loses on that initial bet. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Well, it's time for what's in the fridge, and I wish FanDuel could do a what's in the fridge bet. Like, who is in the fridge and who are you going to bet on to eat? Who are you going to bet on? Like, that would be a really good one, too. Like, who's going to get thrown away? Bet $10 on that. And people can bet on, like, three players. You have to, like, a three-player parlay what's in the fridge with FanDuel. We're going to do our own version. What's in the fridge? What are we going to take out for dinner? What are we going to leave in the fridge for later? And then what are we going to throw away? Take it away, Sam. All right, we got two groups of three that we're going to play this with. So let's start with last year's rookies. Last year's injured defensive backs who are all trying to bounce back this year. You've got Lewis Seen. You've got Andrew Booth Jr., who unfortunately seems to be injured again. You've got a Caleb Evans, who might be locked in as your starting cornerback. So, Mm -hmm. Ron, what's in the fridge with Seen, Evans, and Booth? Yeah, this one kind of wrote itself uh, with the injury to Booth. I think before this would have been a little bit tougher because I did like Booth and the nickel. He was going with the twos, I think. Um, but now it kind of wrote itself. Uh, Booth with the injury, I'm definitely going to throw him in the trash. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, who knows you're going to get out of him. Um, I think with Lewis Scenes uh, being the backup, but you don't know what you can get out of him. Like when you see him on the field, he's tall, he moves well, he's fast, he's confident. Uh, you could tell, like you could tell, he's like been working out. Like this is this off season. You could tell you put a because I'm pretty sure he had to do it a ton with his legs anyway. So it was just like a workout, workout, workout type of guy. Um, he looks real fluid. He looks comfortable. Um, I saw him put his foot in the ground, which is the one you know the leg he broke. But put his foot in the ground and, and break on a ball. So even that, having the confidence to do it and know like, hey, my leg is fine. Um, I'm gonna put Lewis Lewisine in the fridge for later. Like I think he's a guy mm-hmm. for later that can really be a good piece of to this puzzle. And then I'm taking the Caleb Evans out for dinner. Like Caleb Evans looks really ready to go. Uh, We we saw the conversation with the the Vikings defense talking about long DBs and long arm DBs and why he likes them and so on and so forth. Uh, Caleb Evans fits. Like he he has the ability to jam. He has the ability to run with you. He's fluid. He has really good hips. Uh, he, He doesn't ever look overwhelmed. He doesn't panic when he's beat. Like he plays like he plays catch up really well. Um, in certain situations, like he doesn't just go to reach and grab uh, and try to get a PI. He, he, he stays in phase, basically what they call it, and runs with the receiver, knowing he's still got to run some type of route and the ball's got to come out eventually. And there's only one spot he can go, and that's to his hands. So I'm going to I'm going to take Caleb Evans out and I'm going to I'm going to have him for dinner. I don't know. What do you what do you think of that? one? Yeah, I think you laid it out well. A couple uh, ways to support that, too, would be Makai Blackman was rotated in with the ones a little bit. Andrew Booth was not given that opportunity. So clearly they like, even before the injury, they liked Blackman even a little more than Booth in that rotation. 
Uh, so it seems like Booth isn't quite in the team's favor right now, and now he might be hurt. And then a Caleb Evans, there's really been no competition. He's just the guy. He is your starter opposite Byron Murphy. It hasn't been a rotation situation. They went into camp trusting a Caleb Evans as your starter, and that hasn't changed at all. So I think he's definitely what's for dinner. And then for the reasons you laid out, Lewis seen, yes, he's a backup right now, but I think there's still a lot of upside there. So we'll save him for, uh, for a dinner later in the week, maybe. Yeah. All right. I got, yeah, I got one more for you. Let's mm-hmm. look at the wide receiver five battle, or I guess you could even call it the wide receiver four battle. Yeah. Uh, you got Brandon Powell. You've got the injured Jalen Naylor, who should be back soon. And you've got Jalen Rager. So Jalen, Jalen, and Brandon Powell. Uh, what's in the fridge with those guys? Yeah, so when you look at this Vikings roster, and again, the receiver and core, um, you talk about who can play where. It looks like right now in training camp, Justin Jefferson is going to be your move guy. Like he's going to be your Cooper Cup. I think it's finally truly going to be Justin Jefferson's Cooper Cup. I think I honestly feel like Kevin O'Connell might have been torn. This is why when you come into a team and you tell people my offense is going to look like the Rams um, or people just assume and and, and rumors get out or whatever intel is given out. We're going to look like the Rams. Well, there's Cooper Cup and not to make it racial. But Adam Thielen resembles Cooper Cup more than Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson feels like Van Jefferson, your goal guy, your speed guy, the guy that's going to give you uh, big-time plays uh, or your L- Odell Beckham to the Rams offense. Like, there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Because Cooper Cup, in people's minds, often wasn't like a fast guy. Like, Justin Jefferson seems fast. Cooper Cup wasn't always seen as fast. Like, he was always doubted. Um, but also, too, when you look at two veterans. Like, you have two veteran guys and and that's why i'm not even making it like racial because people were trying to say that like that was the joke adam thielen looks just like cooper cup um but when you talk about veterans you come into a team of two one veteran and actually one young guy and you tell the young guy you're going to be the star and you tell the veteran like you're going to be the decoy i think kevin o'connell was torn with how to really use justin jefferson and not you know even though he was the focal point like still try to get adam thielen involved you exit adam thielen I think it's done. So I think Justin Jefferson becomes the true Cooper Cup, the inside receiver, the slot guy, the move guy. You got K.J. Osborne and you got uh, uh, Jordan Addison, who people thought Jordan Addison might be the slot. He looks like he's going to be outside, taking the top off, uh, getting a lot of single coverage because he's on the backside by himself with Justin Jefferson. looks like Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne on the same side. So then when you start to plug in receivers, they can feel those roles because backups – literally just do what the guy in front of them does and then also maybe some four receiver packages maybe a five wide who knows we're going to see this year when you look at the numbers brandon powell little guy five eight but what does he do well that nobody else does run fast he can he's a jitterbug he can give you some of that chiefs offensive stuff the jet sweeps the other guys you named jalen rager and uh jalen naylor I don't feel like they give you that. Now, they do give you stuff, but I don't know if they give you that. So here's where I go with this. Unfortunately, I think Jalen Rager's played himself off the Minnesota Vikings. Like last year, Netflix shined a light onto some of the errors he made, which we saw it anyway, but it just it was blown up that Kirk Cousins even noticed and called it out. Like, why did he move against the coach game? Why didn't he keep running the deep ball? Why didn't he do that? You know, there's a lot of whys. And I always tell people this, tryouts, great. Some people try out well. Some people practice well. But game tape is going to tell you exactly what you're going to get out of that player. 
And so for Jalen Rager, unfortunately, like I think if these guys weren't there, he'd be fine. But Brandon Powell, I feel like already has outplayed him in practice. Mm -hmm. uh, you watch Brandon Powell, he flashes. Like he jumps across the tape. He makes plays. He's fast. He's not tall, but he's fast. He's been a great outlet for uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins has found him numerous times. He has past history with Kevin O'Connell. So if I'm going to take something out for dinner, I'm taking Brandon Powell out right now. Like Brandon Powell is going to be dinner right now. One, he's also going to be your punt returner, and that that's why I say that X is Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. So I'm putting Jalen Rager in the trash. I'm putting Brandon Powell for dinner, and then I'm going to put Jalen Naylor in the fridge for later because I feel like he showed a lot towards the end of the season during training camp right now. Uh, early on before you know his just you know his, his absence uh he was doing well he looked fast people were like really impressed with where he was i think they kind of had him as wide receiver four uh for the start of it like brandon powell was five he was four uh rager was kind of five as well like with powell but now it seems like powell's kind of and basically it's two sets it's three and three so it's six so in the top three you got kj osborne justin jefferson and um addison addison <laughs> and then with the twos you had uh rager powell and naylor and so that's kind of how it was during like walkthroughs, during uh, the early camp stuff. And uh, that that's why I go with that. That's where I'm kind of putting it. I don't think any of those – and of those three, two, um, I, I think there's going to be a primarily three-receiver team. I think they're going to do a lot of two tight end stuff. I think Josh Oliver is going to eliminate some of the stuff these guys do. I think uh, C.J. Ham is going to eliminate some of the stuff wide receiver four and five get to do. And I think T.J. Hawkins for sure – like T.J. Hawkins is wide receiver four. Like, I think he's going to want – if I'm going four wise, I'd rather have Hawkins in the slot than a Brandon Powell, and I think that's going to dictate as well. Like, he's going to be my punt returner, but he's my wide receiver four. I might not even go into a game with five receivers if I have more special teams guys that I need in other positions. So, uh, that's that's where I kind of go with I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're seeing things pretty clearly, Ron, uh, with the cornerbacks and now with the wide receivers. I also would take Powell out to dinner, and it's a shame that – Naylor um, has been hurt because I think that he and Powell would be battling for wide receiver four right now. Yeah. If Naylor sure. was healthy, because I, I think Powell is kind of moving ahead now that he's on the field and Naylor's not, but Naylor yep. has looked so good up until his injury that I think he could maybe get back on the field and give Powell a run for his money. And, and I think that Powell put in similar situations as Rager has looked so much better over the course of the spring and now the summer it's got to be Brandon Powell. That might be a, a sneaky good acquisition for very little money that the Vikings made. Kind of in the same vein as like Jawan Williams, someone we overlooked, and now someone who's making an impact. Those are some good uh, cheap signings by Quasi. Good for him. Yeah, you can't make the club in the tub, they always said. It's tough to make the club when you're in the training room sitting in an ice tub. Um, and so that's 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 been the history of the NFL. Guys have – I mean, look at Jay, uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance mm -hmm. was the starter. And now they're talking about he doesn't look good anymore. Could be mental. Could be just they're just saying that so that they can get rid of him and not have any, like, backlash from the fans. And, like, the fact that they wasted the number two pick and jumped over everybody to get him and all this other stuff. Trey Lance, that that's and that's the hometown. And maybe he gets cut. Maybe the Vikings pick up Trey Lance. And he comes home to Minnesota, and he becomes the starter for Minnesota because he looked good early on as a starter. Maybe Trey Lance to the Vikings could happen next year. Kirk Cousins exits. Trey Lance is out there as a free agent. Kevin O'Connell likes him from the Bay Area. He was out there in the West Coast before. Saw him. Maybe he fits. He's that second second play guy. I'm not gonna say he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's that second play guy. Maybe 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 yeah. Trey Lance comes home and, and and is the savior for the Minnesota Vikings after Kirk Cousins yeah. is done. Let's try it. Hey, why not? He's gonna be out there. 
But I want everybody to know, SiriusXM Radio is a proud partner. The SiriusXM app with Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can get the Twins hometown broadcast just by downloading the SXM app. But please make sure you know the Twins are visiting the St. Louis Cardinals tonight at 8.40, sorry, 6.45 p.m. They're visiting the St. Louis Cardinals at 6.45 p.m. They did win 3-2, to two, so maybe maybe the Twins are trending in that direction. They didn't make any trades. We know Astros got Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's my Detroit guy. I really wish the Twins would have traded for him, but they don't know what to do with the money and how to get people like that. I really wish they would have got him, though. But Justin Verlander's going to the Astros. They're probably going to win this, another uh, another. Uh, pennant or something who knows who knows but make sure you download the sxm app because you can get locked on sports minnesota as well as well as the twins home down broadcast by just searching twins well it's time for the daily three that's three questions three minutes each take it away sam all right i've got a vikings a wolves and a twins question today so let's Mm. go around the sports landscape starting with ivan pace jr yes the rookie undrafted free agent He's popping on defense. He's been with the twos all of camp and occasionally even with the ones when they do a kind of a scrambled rotation. Uh, undersized Ron out of Cincinnati, five mm-hmm. foot ten. He is not traditional linebacker height. Do you think Ivan Pace Jr. can make an impact at his size in the NFL? Yes. Uh, the reason I say is for the reason we talked about earlier this week with uh, C.J. Ham. C.J. Ham mentioned, like, there's not a lot of teams running lead ISO. There's not a lot of teams using a fullback and just as a battering ram anymore and clearing the lane for a running back. Running backs, like Jim Irsay, and I, and his quote was, was taken out of context. He said, if I die and Jonathan Taylor's out the league, nobody's going to care. The league will go on. I still don't understand that. <laughs> like, why are you killing yourself and killing people's careers just to prove that running backs don't matter anymore? Like that was like, I think say, or not Saquon, but I think um, Jonathan Taylor even said like, that was disrespectful. That's why he wants to get traded. And there's rumors he might get traded. Keep an eye on that. They said he might go to the chiefs, but when you talk about Ivan pace jr, he doesn't have to deal with running backs like that. Like we know the Packers are going to run the ball because of Jordan love. Uh, we know the lions do want to run the ball because of the running backs they have but not a ton. We know the Bears have a small running back. They don't have a fullback, but the thing none of these teams have is like a fullback running through the lane at all times. Like the Packers, maybe, um, but every other team, like the Buccaneers, no. Coquif is their tight end. He's going to back up into the backfitter once in a while, but he's not a lead blocker. So I think that type of linebacker now can work, but in the past it's worked too, though. It's all about the size. It's not the size of the dog. It's not. It's about the fight in that dog. What does he want to do? What does he want to go after? Uh, Ray Lewis was under six feet. Zach Thomas was under six feet. He was under 5'11", I think. I think Zach Thomas was 5'10". So, again, I go back to it. I think, yes, he can be impactful in this league. I think he can help the Minnesota Vikings with speed, the way Brian Flores wants to play. looks like they're going to be flying around the field. So, Ivan Pace Jr. has turned some heads already. But, you know, we'll see. I think he's with the twos. I think preseason is going to give us a real true light onto what he can be on the field. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to see him out there ahead of a, like a veteran like Troy Reader. Seems like they really like Ivan Pace Jr. So that's been impressive. And then let's move to basketball. Anthony Edwards is changing his number. Yeah, this is the basketball news we talked about mm-hmm. this time of year. From number one to number five, which he wore in college. So mm-hmm. what do you think of the jersey number switch for Ant? Well, Davin Cook did it. Davin Cook went from 33 to four. Uh, as four, he felt faster. He felt better. He felt comfortable. He talks about four is back as if it's a third person. Um, 
So I see that. I it, like numbers are important. Like people try to act like it's not a big deal, but athletes and numbers, uh, they go hand in hand. Uh, a lot of first round picks, sometimes first overall picks, take that number one because they just think that's what they should do. Um, but then, but I think for Anthony Edwards, he's like, you know what? I, I want that five. I, I want the five. That's what I had at Georgia. Uh, that's when I felt the most comfortable. So if he gets even more comfortable in five, I'm all for it. I know some of the fans probably aren't happy because they're like, man, I just ordered the brand new number one in the new uniform, and now you're going to go to five? Well, yep, that's what Nike does. That's what the, the league does. Go buy out a number five now. You got to go upgrade and get a five. Uh, but, yeah, no, if, it, if, it, if it's all for comfort and mental health of him and feeling comfortable in his, in his uniform, hey, it's his number. Why not do it? Yeah, one is just such a, a clean look. I was just a little bummed about it, but I think I'll, I think I'll get over it. Yeah, one, over I'm, it you're right. The one one did look really smooth. One did yeah. look smooth. But I, I look at fives of like I think Kevin Garnett wore five, didn't he, with the um, the the the, the uh, Celtics? Um, yep. I think about Jalen Rose who wore five. Like I think he could pull up. Was it like mm-hmm. was it? It wasn't Steve. Was Steve Kerr or John Pax? Was it Kerr that was five or or, or Paxson for the Bulls? Um, I'm guessing Paxson. I don't think I don't think it was Kerr because Kerr was like in the twenties. So I think it was Paxson. Paxson might have been five. So there's been some fives out there. I think I think uh, I think I think that could work for Anthony Edwards. All right, twins. Yesterday trade trade deadline was approaching. What are they going to do? The answer, nothing. Absolutely. Now, now I've been saying this for a while. They're not that good. They're a five hundred team. They don't deserve to do anything. I don't want them to give up a bunch of prospects and mm-hmm. try to you know, get rental players. I don't want that. Well, they did what I said, but people are still upset, Ron. They wanted the Twins to bolster this lineup for the home stretch. What do you make of the Twins standing pat at the deadline? Well, when you look at the Minnesota Twins, I've said this before, um, and everybody said this. Like This is kind of like synonymous with Twins. They're cheap. Like everybody's always said that they, you know, they they have the 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 they say the poll ads, uh, just don't spend money. And when you look at the AL Central, fifty five and fifty three, two games ahead of the Guardians, they are tied. Or actually, no, they're a half game behind the Yankees, and the Yankees are the worst <laughs> in the AL East. So they're a half game oh. behind the worst team in the AL East, and well, the Athletics suck, so I can't say about the AL West. Uh, but then same with the Mariners who are at the bottom, second to the bottom of the AOS, they're a half game ahead of them. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, nine teams that are better in the AL than the best team in the AL Central. Nine teams. If this were like, we're not going to go by Central, West, and East. Um, we're just going to go by like NFC, like the NFC does yeah. for playoffs. Right. Twins wouldn't be in the playoffs. So – that that should tell you a little bit about like don't feel like because you're in the playoffs you're in the play it's almost like uh I forget, Glenn Macy used to always say this because you're on third don't think you hit a triple like he was telling the freshmen this like because freshmen my I think junior year were walking into a locker room of a team that had just beat Penn State we had beat Ohio State uh, we had beat Michigan State um, and so we were known nationally after beating Penn State. And Glenn Mason was kind of telling the freshmen, like, look, you guys are walking into a great situation. You're on a team now. Cause when I got there, they were coming off a five and six or a seven and or four and eight season. In my freshman, we were five and six. So nobody cared about Minnesota. And, and Glenn Mason wanted the freshmen to know just because you're here, 
your top 25 preseason. You finished in the top 25 the year because I'm my 1999. We finished, I think, 17th in the in the in the rankings. So he's saying like, you're on third because we're a team, but you didn't hit a triple. And I think that's where the twins are. Like, you might be on third right now in the AL Central, but you didn't hit a triple. Like this was given to you. You were given the AL Central by the Tigers, the Guardians, the White Sox, and the Royals. Like these teams don't want it. They are giving you this. And so don't be complacent and content with where you are when you're not better than nine other teams in the AL. And like you have to play them in the American League. You have to play them in the playoffs. So why not go get a Justin Verlander? Now, I don't think Justin Verlander would have come. I don't know. But maybe. Like why not go get maybe another bat? Uh, Why not find another arm? I I mean, just – I just don't understand it. I don't get it. So we'll see. Maybe they'll have a first round exit again in the playoffs, and then maybe they'll finally do it. But it's it's the definition of saying they're going to keep doing the same thing over and over, hoping for a better result. I don't know, Sam. What were your thoughts on that trade deadline? Uh, yeah, like I, I honestly, if they wanted to win a World Series this year or get slightly closer to being a World Series contender, they probably did need to do some stuff. I just don't think they can make up that gap. I think they're so far away offensively from having mm-hmm. that kind of team that I I would rather hold on to my prospects because they emptied the pool last year. They tried to make some big splashy moves and they all backfired, right? And they kind of robbed themselves of a lot of talent in their minor league system. I, I think that this year you roll the dice. You say, let's just roll with what we have. It's probably not enough, but I don't know if it ever could be enough. This team right. is so flawed I just I I'd rather see them, you know, spend some money in the off season and pessimistically, I think just take another go at it next year. But I don't think this is their year to go all in. That's just me. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I mean I, I'm I yeah I struggle because I just feel like why not go after it? But yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe maybe they're like I don't understand it because there's no salary cap. I still never understand this with baseball. Like why not just buy you a, a championship at least once? Like just go get. Mm-hmm. Whatever the number is, a couple hundred million dollars of players. I think at one point they said the uh, Yankees were half a billion dollars. Like their salary, their their salaries one year was like close to five hundred million dollars with all the guys they were paying. Like, who cares? That brought you a championship. That bought you marketing. That bought you fans in the stands. That bought you playoff ticket money. That bought you World Series money. That bought you merch for for winning a World Series. Like they, I mean, and then you you still have. You're billions because you're an owner. Like the team is still worth maybe a billion dollars. Come on. Like it's, it's, it's just, just do it once. Just do it once. I know people, a lot of people are cheap and they don't want to spend money. And I'm definitely not trying to tell somebody to spend their money. But hey, if you have the money and you can win a championship, go do it. Be like the Yankees. Why not do it? Don't talk about them and be mad about them. If you can't beat them, join them. Do what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Or do what the Astros do and get some devices to help your batters. Um, where you can buzz them and hit some trash cans in the outfield. But, hey, there's your two ways. You can either spend money or cheat like the Astros. That's your two options. And I'm guessing you'd rather spend money than be a cheater. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank everybody who watches on YouTube. We thank you. We're a proud partner with YouTube. Just you need an email address to jump on there. You can subscribe uh, by just having an email address and hit follow. We'll have all of our shows that pop up. We'll pop up right on your device uh, as long as you're li- logged into YouTube. And once you sign in once, it keeps you in there. Amazon Fire and Roku. We are on your TV device as well. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. And then, of course, wherever you get your podcast, uh, please make sure you do it. And then SiriusXM, the app, you can get it right there 
anytime. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Also, you can get your sports teams. SiriusXM is going to have all sports. Right now it's Twins, but of course they're going to have Timberwolves. They're going to have Vikings. So you're definitely going to make sure you get that for the fall because football's coming. It's close. We got football coming. The Hall of Fame game, Sam, is coming up. Yep. The Jets will be playing football very, very, I think tomorrow, very soon. I'm excited about it. That means football is back. Again, I'm Ron Johnson at Sam Ekstrom. Have a great day, people. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.